Welcome to The Saint Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Our vision is to bring hope to the people of East London, and I'm praying that you would feel so encouraged by this week's talk. We are so excited to have you here, and you'll notice that we are looking quite Christmassy already. Who thinks we're doing good? Do you know, hang on, do you know whose Christmas trees these are? Cliff Richards. Yes. I know, I know, I know. But we've got BBC have been filming like a Christmas special that's going out on Christmas Eve. So if you're a massive Cliff Richard fan, I know Tando's a huge Cliff Richard fan, um, you will be able to watch, you'll be able to recognise church. And if you're on the live stream, just flick over onto BBC Two at Christmas Eve and you'll be like going to church, but just with Cliff Richard, which would be amazing. So um, it's great to have you here. Now, uh, we are in an amazing season as a church. We had Renaissance two weeks ago. And as the dust has settled on Renaissance, I wanted to spend a little bit of time tonight um, kind of talking to you as a church, I guess, um, about why what we feel God is calling us to do in this season is going to make a massive difference in the years ahead. And so a little bit like at a party when you see someone you haven't seen for ages, like, hey, what's new in your life? This is a bit of a, hey, what's new in our life as a church moment. And to do this, I want to take just a few minutes. Don't worry, I'm going to land us way on time. We have time for prayer and time for worship and all that before we end at five to seven to limber up for the game. But first, I want to go to a reading that's in Matthew's Gospel. So if you have a Bible on your phone or if you can see the screens or you're online, hopefully it'll come up. And we're going to go to Matthew chapter five in the message translation. And Jesus says this, you are here to be light, bringing out the God colours. Everyone say God colours. God colours in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I, if I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on top of a light stand. Now that I put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Lord, we pray that you would help us bring out the God colours in the world in Jesus' name. Amen. As a young Christian, I had a friend who I asked one day, hey, what do I need to do with my life? You know, where should I go to to be obedient to what the Holy Spirit is calling me to do? And he said something I've never forgotten. He said, Al, it's easy. All you need to do is open your eyes and look and see where you see the Holy Spirit moving and go and invest your life there. And I found that so helpful when I think about what I'm going to do with my time or my energy or, or my heart's affection. I'm asking the question the whole time, like, where do we see God on the move? And then how can we as a community respond to that? And a couple of weeks ago, we had Renaissance. And I've got to be honest with you, we were really blown away by what happened. Not just like the event, but we've seen something happen that we were totally not expecting to have happen. Over the course of these kind of two and a half days, we gathered over 800 leaders from around the world. And it was an amazing time. I kept meeting people. Uh, I met a guy from Tasmania uh, in the queue. Is anyone from Tasmania? Are you from Tasmania? No. Like Tasmania is like Australia and some, right? It's like further. Is it further than New Zealand? No, no. Matt, no, sure? Are you sure? Okay. But it's like, it's far away, isn't it? It's really far away. You're having an argument there about where it is. So I said to the guy, hey, you, you, you're from Ta- you haven't come from Tasmania for this, have you? And he was like, yeah, mate. Sorry if you're, if you're from Tasmania. But I was like, oh, and I had this like internal monologue. I thought, oh, no, you poor guy. You're going to be so disappointed. You've come all the way to London to come to Renaissance from Tasmania, which is a long way away as we've established. And it's going to be very disappointing for you. 
And I was like, oh, I feel so sorry for you. I'm sorry. But he had the most amazing time. He said, no, next year we're coming back with like all our church. I was like, okay, well, should we come to Tasmania to help you out? Wouldn't that be easier? Anyhow, it got me thinking, like, what's going on here is a bit unusual. And in fact, um, uh, John Palmiter, who's uh, one of our church wardens, said to me, Al, we need to take note of what God is doing. Uh, a number of people had words from the book of Isaiah 43, in uh, book of Isaiah 43, verse 19. God says this, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? Often when God is moving, what our job is as the church is, is to see that God's doing a new thing. In other words, to, to take note, to watch what he's doing. And John said this really wise thing. He's a wise, wise friend and mentor to the church here. He said, look, Al, we have to talk to the church about this. We have to talk about what we see God is doing. It's really important that we steward this as a church community together. So that's what I want to do for a few minutes tonight. And it's kind of sandwiched neatly between like Renaissance and Christmas. And what I want to do is, while it's still fresh in our minds, to remind us of why this is something that we believe God would be stirring in us. And maybe you were at Renaissance. Uh, just give me a wave if you were there at Renaissance. Put your hand up. Okay, so you'll be familiar with what it was like. But maybe you're thinking, well, I wasn't at Renaissance. I've no idea why it's important to us as a church community. And what I want to do tonight is real simple, do three things. Number one, share the what. Like, what's the vision for Renaissance beyond, like, running an event? Secondly, I want to share the why. Like, why we think this is important. And the third thing I want to share is the how, how we as a church can play our part in this. Um, but first, as a little reminder, if you weren't there at Renaissance, I want to just refresh your minds with what happened on those two days we gathered in London. Now, some of you are in this video. If you see anyone you recognize, I want you to make as much noise as you can. Okay, have a look at the screens. Two-minute catch-up with Renaissance 2022. Let's go. Let's put our hands together. I don't know what my favorite bit of that is. I don't know if it's like Esther doing her like dance or it's Nicky Brown doing his dance. Did you clock that? Nicky on stage is doing like the Nicky Brown dance, which is a, is a wonder to see. So what's the big idea? Well, Renaissance is simply this, a school of creativity that's gonna be based here at Saint. And it's trying to do three things. The vision is to help people encounter their creator, to help equip the creative, and thirdly, to empower the church so that every local church community would become a cathedral of creativity overflowing to the culture. And we've been thinking about this over the last kind of year and trying out things and workshopping ideas. And we think there are kind of three things that are going to form the core of it. Number one is conferences like the one we ran a couple of weeks ago, where we gather leaders, we train them, we get them inspired, we see good things happen, pray, ministry, all that stuff. Secondly, collectives which are going to be like little networks of leaders gathering in a city. Like we're going to launch a collective here in London. I know the guys in like along the south coast want to run some. There's like a, a town outside of Nye, your friend who runs a church in like Telford. We're hoping they're going to start a collective like all over the UK. Little places where you can gather churches and people together and start praying and seeing creativity overflow from the church to the culture and vice versa. And then the third is going to be a course that we're going to de develop over the next few years that will just help equip creatives to make a difference in their workplace. And we've been overwhelmed by the response. And the reason I'm sharing this tonight is we're slightly in a panic because we launched this at Renaissance and, and some of you who are there will, will have heard me talk about this. And then by the like Monday morning after Renaissance, over 50 churches had contacted us from around the world saying, we're in, we want to run Renaissance. 
And then by the time I got to last weekend, I shared this with some of our guys in like Shoreditch and Leighton at our locations there. And it was like 74 churches. And then I stood up this morning and I had to like just double check. And they went now up to 105 churches around the world want to run Renaissance. So what I'm saying is help. You may have to like renew your passport and go and like go somewhere like Tasmania. Can you guys go to Tasmania? Is that okay? Is that all right in Jesus' name? Like go train some churches. It's going to be so much fun. Our bishop wrote to me yesterday and she said this, I'm proud to know that Saint is making space in East London for faith to flourish in this way. As the Bishop of Stepney, looking after the Church of England's churches in East London, I fully support Renaissance. We've had loads of messages coming in from people all around the world, in the business community, in tech, in creativity, in the church world, saying this is really needed for the post-pandemic world. So we've been trying to figure out what to do and I want to come on to the, the what uh, well, that's the what. So I want to come on to the why. And the first thing, as you know, when you're thinking about doing something, is you need to ask yourself, like, well, if you're going to do that, why? Why do we want to do that? And, and I want to just very, very quickly suggest to you that the, the underpinning reason is this. We believe as Christians that creativity can change the world. Let me say that again. We believe as Christians creativity can change the world. And the reason for this is not like, hey, we love creativity. It's actually in the very nature and heart of God to do this stuff. So Genesis 1.1, first verse in the Bible. Have a look. In the beginning, God does what? Creates. Fast forward to the end of the Bible. Spoiler alert. Right at the end of the Bible, Revelation chapter 21, verse 5. It says this. He was seated on the throne. That's Jesus said. Right at the end of the Bible, among the last words that God speaks in Scripture, I am making everything new. God started it as a creator. He ends it in the business of creation. And therefore, it's no surprise to you and I to find that we who are made in the image of God are creative. Look at Genesis 1.27. God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Now, you might say, hey, I, I am not creative. You know, like, like Tash, Dersma, super creative always doing the, whatever it is, you, you know, the director of photography. I don't know. You don't tend to walk around going up this Tash, but I know you, I know, I know you make, make things happen. You, you know, you got it. Maybe you're here and you're like, I am definitely not creative. I, I want to disagree. You know, I was told when I was um, 12 years old, my music teacher came to see me and said, please, can you stop? playing musical instruments. I'd failed grade one on four instruments. At this point, I was like the lost cause. My music teacher basically came to me. It's the, I think the only time this ever happened in our school. They were like, stop playing the violin. The violin was the last straw. Everyone was like, we can't take it anymore. You cannot, you cannot take, you cannot do it. You may not feel creative, but you are because you are able to change. You're able to learn. You're able to create. From the earliest age, you've played and solve problems around language. Hands up if you speak a language. Like we established this, Anastasia, you speak like how many languages? Five. Like, like, don't tell me that your brain isn't plastic and able to learn and change and create. And when you work, you know, your boss will come to you and say, I've got this problem, can you take care of this? And you will have to use creativity. Even if you don't think you're an artist, you're made in the image of a creative God. And more than that, when you become a Christian, God puts his Holy Spirit in you. So the same spirit that raised Christ from the grave, that hovered over the water at creation, now lives in you. 
And yet so many times we get this wrong in the church. We don't understand that it's God's creativity, not ours, that we're meant to rely on. And here's basically the point I'm trying to make tonight. I believe with every bone in my body, with every fiber of my being, that God would call you and I to be part of seeing a new renaissance. That we'd play our part in seeing the creativity that God has for us as human beings overflow from our lives to make a difference to the world around us. Hands up, you think the world needs more divine creativity in our generation, right? We need to solve some big problems. Climate change, war, cost of living crisis, the energy crisis, injustice, racism, poverty, everything you can think of, the answers haven't been found yet. If they had been found, we'd have already solved the problem. It's going to require God to move in the earth through people like you and me in our daily lives to help us be brave and create in Jesus' name. And what if in the age of the next 30, 40, 50 years, huge change, the fourth great industrial revolution, what if the church were to recover its calling and mandate to create? And what if we could play our part in encouraging that? Wouldn't that be fun? You know, we can. That's what we're seeing happen, is that you and I can be part of it. So that's the why. That's the what. How? Let me take one minute just to say this. Jesus says this in Matthew 5, verse 14. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. Your life is meant to shine. And when people look at your life, they're meant to go, huh, there's something about that person that's different. I wonder what they're on. I wonder what their secret is. I wonder what their secret source is. And actually, God is working in your life right now. You may not realize it, but when you invite someone to carols or you, you love your friend or you turn up and you're the friend who takes them home after a bad night out or when the breakup happens, you're there. When you're there with solutions for problems at work and you come up with ideas and you work hard and you pray about it and you find ways of, of bringing your best into your workplace, into what you do, you're going to find that God is present in that and that bit by bit, you're part of remaking the world bringing life and hope to people. So I wonder tonight whether for some of us here, God might be stirring this vision in you too. You know, I feel it stir it in me. I've seen it in my life from the beginning. Failed grade one on four instruments. The joke was on my music teacher because in my 20s, I ended up working as a professional musician. Even though I never got a grade, Holy Spirit filled me. I began to lead worship. I suddenly found myself doing it for a job. I was like, I can't only play four chords. Actually, it works fine when you're in worship. There's only four chords in all the songs. But I got away with it. Why? Because it's all about the heart. If you lead and flow from the heart, the Holy Spirit will do far more with the sum of your parts than you could ever do on your own. So let me encourage you tonight. God is not a secret to be kept. You can go public with what God has put in your life. You are a light bearer. You're called to shine. And maybe this resonates with you. Maybe you're like, you know, I get it. In which case, we want to take that seriously because where we see the Spirit of God at move, our job as the church is to pray. You know, when you go out tomorrow morning to your workplace and you try and create, or you serve in the business you're in, or you go to university and you, you study and you research and you think about it, that matters to God. 
And God doesn't want you to do it on your own. He wants you to do it full of his Holy Spirit. And I wonder tonight if for some of you, you know it's time to shine. You know, the reason people are coming to ask about like, how do we do stuff? How do we run a brewery? How do we keep bees? All the stuff that you're busy doing, Lighthouse, Hey Baby. You know, I found this out the other week. There are now 600 people involved in Hey Baby each week. 90% of them don't go to church. That's you guys doing that. All these crazy things are happening. But when we ask, like, what's God doing? It's because you're being filled with the Holy Spirit. And he's building you up and sending you out. And amazing things are happening. So that's the secret. If we want to shine, we've got to have the fire inside. So let me ask you a question tonight. In the minute we have left, would you like the Holy Spirit to set your life on fire so that you might make a difference in the world, that you might be a co-carrier of this vision and that you might carry that fire and see the God colors come alive in the world? Yeah? Me too. So let's ask the Lord to do the bit that he can do, which is, Lord, we've got this vision as a church. We want to give ourselves away. We want to see your kingdom come and your will done. We want to see a new renaissance. Would you come? Pour out your power in this room and on us. And who knows what could happen in the years ahead. Amen? Why don't we stand together? Thanks for listening to this week's talk. If you'd like to find out more, give or connect with us, visit our website, saint.church. Have a great week and we'll see you soon.